welcome to yet another episode of the Swiss Ballers Pod. I'm Fabo, and as usual, I'm joined by an absolute baller, my good friend Arman, back home in Zurich. New year, new vibes. How are you, my friend? Good, I'm good. I'm having holidays, so uh, stress-free life is nice. Beautiful, beautiful, because I know it's been a very busy half year for you. Uh, yeah. I'm good, man. I'm honestly, I'm good. My New Year's resolution is um, optimism, and mm-hmm. I'm doing quite well to sort of carry that out into the real world and being optimistic about things. And I'm, I'm, I've started the year with a spring in my step. I'm happy to report. I have to do more surgery for my knee, but I'm taking it in my stride. I'm attacking the year. I'm, I'm, I've got a new job. I'm doing my thing. It's all good. It's good vibes. It's good vibes. I have to say. Sounds good. The disappointment of today is, well, I don't know if it's a disappointment, but we've we've um we were planning to have Toto back for the first time in in months, uh, and we can only assume that right now he's still asleep. Uh, it is eleven forty a.m. UK time and twelve forty p.m. Swiss time at the time of recording, and uh, he's on holiday as well after a very exhausting half year for him. Lots of uni work. Uh, we're hoping he'll join us later, but um. For now, it's just the two of us, as has become the usual. So, since it's been a while, um, let's not change anything. Let's keep things the way they are. And talk to me about the greatest starlet I want to know from you. And this is very much connected to last night's game. I think I know the answer to this, but we, who is the, the biggest prospect at like as a as a teenager who burst onto the scene who never fulfilled his potential i mean in all football yeah for you personally yeah oh oh that's a toughie oh man I'm, and there's so many i mean the obvious one would be neymar oh but... wow interesting i was expecting jack wilshire see are you are you wanted an arsenal no I, I was just i just was just i was expecting yeah but Neymar yeah, is a good shout as well. For... Neymar's won I, I, a lot of things. Royce, Royce comes always to mind. I mean, Royce had a great career, don't yeah. get me wrong. But I think his ability is, I mean, top, top, top notch. If he wouldn't be injured around his, like, 2014, 15, if he could have played through this period, I think he would have been one of the best in the world. I, I truly think so. That yeah, it's a good shout. my unpopular opinion. It's not a bad shout, yeah. I get that. I, I, it's really difficult to say. On a, yeah. on a, I mean, there's so many. There, there's yeah, there's a large number of people that started uh, yeah. off really well, and then either injuries or just something happened yeah. to them that fell off. As a United fan, Ravel Morrison is always the big one. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I, I from an Arsenal about. perspective, I've always wanted to see what uh, Diaby. What's his What's his first name? Uh. Uh. Oh. Is it you Musa mean, as well? You, no. No. I think somewhere with A, but he's supposed to be the next Vieira. Yeah, exactly. And he played like like the, the couple yeah, of games yeah. that I remember watching of him in full flow and, and oh my God, he was so good. And then he just couldn't mm. stay fit, unfortunately. Mm. <sighs> so what a great lift up to, to start. See, now at this stage of the pod, I was going to talk about um, the Dortmund and, and Toto and... and what he yeah. thinks of their season and everything and and now we don't have the inside scoop on Dortmund but we should still talk about the Bundesliga in general yeah and and the because we're both avid yeah. watchers avid 
avid um, fans Sorry. of the Bundesliga. And so talk to me about this first half year, because it's it's been a bit of a weird split, hasn't it, with the the halftime uh, just kind of passing last week, 17 games now played. Leverkusen are, are leaders still. Bayern are not looking as strong as they usually do. And obviously Leverkusen have this stigma of, of being Weisskusen and them always ending up second. And that stems, for those football nerds who don't know this, that stems from the 2001-2002 season when they ended up second in the Champions League, Sidan scoring that goal. The league uh, to Bayern Munich and the cup as well, which I believe they also lost to Bayern. I'm not sure on the cup final actually who they lost that against, but they ended up second in three competitions after a great season, and and that stigma has sort of stuck with them through throughout the years. And now they're looking really strong again. Shabby Alonso is the the next coming of Jesus Christ himself, apparently. Grace's new coach. He's going to be the next coach of Liverpool, Real Madrid, and Bayern Munich, all three of his ex clubs. Can they do it this time around? Can they change the 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 stigma? Can they change the the stereotype of always ending up second? Yeah, tough one. I mean, we don't. I don't know how they're gonna react. I mean, they had, they had a bit of a blip in performance. I would say. Um. I mean, yeah, they they won impressively at at Leipzig. But um, against Augsburg, they were a bit flat, and they scored in the last minute against Gladbach. They should have should have won, but yeah, didn't. Um, yeah, so you, you wonder how they will bounce back from that. And there, it's only two points. And what I fear for them is that Bayern are not even playing that good, but they're still getting the points. And I imagine if, if Bayern hit that hit that stride, and then they they can go on a run, but. Yeah, it's it's a lot of ifs, and we just have to wait, wait to see. And but I'm I, I think like second is a good is a very very good achievement, and especially the way they play and the, their performances are very impressive. So yeah, it's 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 a it's a huge accomplishment, I think. Yeah, even now they're still the last team in all yeah. top five leagues to to remain unbeaten, and mm. the, the I think the. The people, their players, they're missing throughout the the Africa Cup of Nations. Boniface being injured, that's really starting to hurt them now. Tapsoba as well, yeah. Tapsoba with with Burkina Faso at the at the Africa Cup, and and those are some key key players that aren't in their team right now to help them. And and I think it's starting to show. I mean, they managed to just scrape through the wins against Augsburg and Leipzig, but then against Gladbach. They they couldn't manage to score, so it ended up nil nil. And and yeah, you're right. I mean, they're unbeaten, and Bayern are still just two points behind them. So, how bad is it really at Bayern Munich? They feel like the a lot hinges on that on that game on the tenth yeah. of, of February against Bayern Munich. If they manage to win that, then they're gonna go on a run against Heidenheim, Mainz, Köln, and Wolfsburg. So that seems to be like if they manage to somehow beat Bayern, that could really kickstart sort of a spring form for them um where hopefully they could go and and do it because we would all love to see i mean as much as we would be happy for harry kane to to win something finally it would be hilarious that the first year in in 12 where bayern don't win the title is when is when he joins them from spurs i want to talk about this, the another club in in the bundesliga uh, which is Toto's club, Borussia Dortmund. They 
have signed Sancho and and sort of the the internet meme um, brigade was this is the ultimate when this is the ultimate test of whether or not the Bundesliga is a farmers league and if Sancho does well there it's it's the final nail in the coffin and Sancho is doing well there. What does that mean? Is it just Sancho's level that he can't quite cut it at the top, or where where do you come in on this? Yeah, I don't, it's, it's difficult, but I mean the way he plays now is like almost in a way that United never existed. Like he's just carrying on the way he played before. So I don't know. It's difficult. Like, is this a United problem, or is this uh, is the Bundesliga too weak, or is Sancho now motivated again, or he has a better environment? It's a lot of factors, probably. But I mean, let's see. I mean, the, he has played like three games now. I think if he can do it over a, over a, over a season or half a season now, we can have a, a better picture. But yeah, he's he's playing very well. He's he looks like he got a bit his 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 flair back. His his confidence, you know, I think players like him who are very dependent on that, like creative players, they need confidence, they need they need to be comfortable. And uh, yeah, seems like he's doing that. And I think the Bundesliga is a tough enough league. I think you've seen a, a lot of good players struggling as well. So I don't think uh, it's just because of that. Do you think that's his ceiling though? Do you think Sancho is not made up to be at a club the size of a Man United, obviously Dortmund, a huge club. Yeah, yeah, I've arguably never more the... successful than United, yeah. but yeah, still. I've never been the biggest Sancho fan, even at his prime, in a way. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if United is the the best measure for that. It's a very toxic environment with, as you know, with a lot of problems. I don't know uh, if he would play for Man City if, or I don't know Liverpool if the picture would be a bit different because I mean he certainly got got the ability to play but to be like top three wingers in the world I don't personally see it I think he lacks a bit of cutting edge a bit of pace a bit of uh I don't know the the grit you know if I watch Pedro Neto last night like the the, re, the the aggression to to go for the ball and to to, to score He's just technical. He's very good. He's more of a five-a-side player, if you want. Yeah, um, I I completely agree with you there. I I think I don't see that hunger, you know. That yeah, desire yeah. To get that, in the box and to finish. So to also maybe score an ugly goal and maybe yeah. and maybe just kind of do a bit of a dirty work and, and yeah. get and go where it hurts and, exactly. and be a bit nasty and maybe get like five six scrappy goals a season as, yeah. as opposed to like dribbling past five players. Yeah, yeah. But like <laughs> not max and stepovers is first class. Yeah, second to none. Completely agree yeah. with you there. And I I think that's fair enough. And I think if he's in an environment with perhaps a bit less pressure obviously Dortmund and Germany they get plenty of pressure don't you worry about that this is just a huge club I think this has been the, the preconception of of especially on my Twitter people are like oh yeah he's no he's not got any obligation to win he, he can play without pressure there is pressure in at Dortmund still like it, it there's still it's still a big club they're still expected to compete at the very least um but of course it is a different environment if you're a foreigner in the Bundesliga than when you're English in the Prem meant to be a starter also for your country ideally and and at least playing for for a spot in in the euro squad upcoming now in summer so yeah it's it's definitely a different ball game in terms of pressure 
And I, I, yeah, for me, I think this is where he's at his best when he can kind of, he doesn't need to worry, am I going to lose my spot in the team if I don't play well for a couple of games? He can kind of flourish and I wish him well. I don't think it will work out for him at United based on what I've seen for three years. Uh, as sad as sad as that is and as much as I would have liked him to work out, I don't think, I don't think it's going to at any point soon. Moving on, we need to talk about the, the coaches carousel because one of the hugest... Uh, decisions uh, has been announced just, I don't know, a week ago now. Uh, Jurgen Klopp leaving Liverpool at the end of the season. First of all, what was your reaction to that? I was like, I was, I had a message in, my, in our Premier League chat. I was like, that's surely fake. Like, and then I, then I went to the, to the socials and I saw it and I, and I saw it confirmed from reliable sources. And I just had this huge grin in my face. I was like, yes, finally. Finally, he's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> Were you surprised? Yeah, very surprised. But in a way, like I was surprised, but I was not like in shock because you could see the last few years he was getting, I think a bit more uh, how to say angry about stuff and like the typical old man like complaining about a lot of things and which he, he wasn't like that when he was in his early years and at Dortmund he was very positive energetic so you could sense a bit of bit of uh, I don't know grumpy old man vibes yeah like do I want to do, do I want to do this like for another four, four years I don't know. So yeah, maybe in the mood you could see it coming, but definitely not this early. I would. Yeah, fair enough. Just a quick word about his legacy. He won one Premier League, one FA Cup. Uh, he won one EFL Cup, one Community Shield, one Champions League, one UEFA Super Cup, one Club World Cup, and uh, finished second in the Europa League in 2015-16. A lot of people are saying, oh, he's overrated. He hasn't actually won anything. You have to respect the fact that he was in the league at the same time as as maybe one of the best teams of all time with Guardiola's Man City. How highly do you rate him and, and in terms of his honours at Man City? Is it a bit of an overhype? No, I think he's the best coach in our modern era. The way he, like when he took over Liverpool, like people forget how bad and how big of a mess it was and it the football he played and when you look at the net spend it's I mean it's not even close to City and the way he got like these Enfield nights in Europe and the, the positive vibes and I think he's just a very genuine nice guy you know and I think everybody would love to just have a talk with him you know sit down and have a chat with him and I think that's how he is. And that's, I think every player would run through fire for him. And and the style of play as well. I mean, just at, especially at Anfield, like chasing people down like you would die and the absolute chaos and the direct play forward and they're not just absolutely destroying teams. Even Arsenal, I have to say, I mean, <laughs> the way we, we got battered there, oh my God so many times and 
I just have huge respect for him. And it's the, the exact f football I, I like to watch, you know. Um, yeah, sure. And yeah, I think even in, and at Dortmund as well, I mean, he just built this club completely new. And he is the one who established Dortmund as this like top two team, you know. Before there, were not, there was not a top two team. And yeah, for me, he's the best coach in the modern era. And yeah, that's that's my word. Fair enough. A second big club has announced the departure of its manager and in the summer, Xavi is going to leave Barcelona. <laughs> and I know you've said this before, uh, that the only club you're scared Arteta would leave Arsenal for is FC Barcelona. Now the job's opening up in summer with Klopp leaving the Liverpool job and, and Xavi leaving Barcelona and Xabi Alonso potentially on the market, some big managerial changes could be coming up. Are there any thoughts on that from your side? Yeah, I mean, Alonso to Liverpool is like the one that's on the hand in a way, like that's everyone, that's the obvious one. Do you think it's going to happen? Yes, I think it's going to go. And I think why is... I don't think he can, as harsh as it sounds, but I don't think Leverkusen is a club where you want to, or it's not a club where you can like build a Champions League winning team in a way. Like, I don't think they got the capabilities of that. And it's not, it's not really a cool club, Leverkusen, is it? I mean, the, the atmosphere is not that great. I mean, that's from my side. <laughs> it's not a really a big club. Um, so yeah, I think it's more of a stepping stone and, and yeah, maybe Do you not he, think there's, there's something to be said about him doing another year playing champions league with them next year, yeah. sort of building on that, maybe getting in one or two signings. If he can hold on to the to squad he's got. For sure. For sure. Definitely. But that oh, it's like a window of opportunity that doesn't open so soon again, I think. So I think he just, even if he's maybe a bit. Like it's a bit early, maybe. I think he just has to take it and 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 try. And and what about Xavi? I think Arteta already said in the press conference that he's gonna be Arsenal coach next season. He uh, guaranteed that to me. Okay, so, he called you personally and let you. Yeah, know he that. called okay. me personally. Yeah. Okay, okay, fair enough. Yeah, well, it's good to know that <laughs> you know you have these insights on on what he's planning. No, yeah, no, no, for real. He actually he actually said it in the press conference because there was a story where they were he was saying that uh, he he was going, but he completely uh, he was actually very angry by this by this story. So yeah, fair enough. I can he'll, I can breathe. Who who do you think will take over at Barca then? Ooh. Tough questions. Where the names thrown in? I mean, uh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, didn't hear any candidates yet. There's a there's a what, lot of talk Guardiola? going on with Ancelotti leaving as well. Um, yeah. So there's there's potential for a lot of um, yeah for a lot of for a lot of movements. Even Mourinho is now in in talks with with Barca apparently. Yeah. Uh, Hansi Flick is available, ex Bayern oh, yeah. coach. True. Uh, Jurgen Klopp, of course, was mentioned. Yeah. Rafa Marquez yeah. was mentioned. So there's there's yeah. there's a few names circulating. Um, what do you think I would about the I would, comments would from Guardiola, where he said like he he was asked that what is more uh, where we have more pressure at City or at Bar in Spain, basically England or Spain. And he's bet like Spain 100%. So it was interesting, no? 
I think it depends which club you're you're for. I'm 100 percent sure mm. Barcelona gets more pressure than Man City does. Mm. Man City don't have a big enough fan base, a big enough following, a big enough uh sort of almost I want to say almost cultural relevance. Yeah. I think he'd be saying something very different if he was the coach of Man United, even if he was as successful at United as he is as Man City at Man City. I think the pressure Natural. looking out, looking from the looking in from the outside, I think the pressure is a different is in a different ball game, like in a different ballpark. Like it's just it's just much bigger at a club like United or Liverpool. Uh I think that's then comparable to to Spain and the Barcelona's. But at Man City, no one really they don't really have that one big rivalry. No one really is is massively against them in any way. Everyone's just kind of like, yeah, they just got the money. They're so good anyway. Everyone almost admires them. If you have like an article about a Man City misbehaving, like Kyle Walker like just recently had a got we discovered that he had a a a kid with an influencer and kind of betrayed his whole family and he had a big meltdown and it's like in the news for i don't know a one back page over the entire country and then Marcus Rashford goes out clubbing and misses training once and it's like the talk of everybody in the whole country for a whole week so i think that compares and again he went out clubbing whereas Kyle Walker made a baby with a woman that he wasn't married to while he had a family and a wife. Like it the just it's yeah. just a different animal, you know? <laughs> that's and true. That's true. That's just how it is. People love reading especially negative things about Man United and about Man City, it's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Nobody is. Yeah, they they honestly don't. And I mean they genuinely yeah. don't. And and it's also why I'm supporting them now. They need some love. <laughs> um Okay, let's let's close that chapter on on the coaches and and all the rest of it, and talk about football for a sec. Um, a couple of things I want to highlight. Number one is is Luton's huge win uh, the other night, winning four 0 against Brighton, who seem to be struggling a little bit in in the new year now. Lots of injuries to that squad. Surely Luton can't stay up, can they? Surely not. Yeah, I mean. The- I think they will when they will stay up it's because of their home ground. I mean they're making it absolutely a nightmare for teams to play there, even City. I mean, it's it's so tight and they chase and they chase. I mean, did you see the kickoff from Brighton? Yeah. I mean it's already I mean, I think you could sum up the game with the kickoff. Brighton, lovely possession. Like the way they they the direct passing is so impressive and the the positions they take up is so impressive. Honestly, I love to watch it and like a nice two touch, and then one little mistake, and they're onto them and they play it forward and they cross it in and they head it in. I mean, it's the completely polar opposites of playing styles and the, the Luton one. They they won at their ground and Brighton won at at their ground. Very. I think it was 4-0 as well or 4-1. Yeah, something comfortable. Yeah, something comfortable. So, yeah, it's just completely... And that's why I love the Premier League, you know, completely different playing styles. And, um, yeah, and they just... They had, I think, after three minutes, was 2-0. Yeah, they had a nightmare, but... Uh, I think that happened. I think that can happen, you know. I, I wouldn't worry too much about Brighton. I, they, they knew... They're not going to challenge for top four. They just haven't got the, the depth in squad for that. And I know the system is great, but 
at some point quality matters you know at some point the good goalkeeper matters at some point you need a guy who can just take the ball and take out one player and smash it in the top pins you know the system cannot always deliver and I think against against Luton it showed and very impressive Luton Ross Barkley wow one of the players of the seasons for me completely agree with you he's having a a, a massive uh renaissance to watch as they yes. say yeah he's he's falling yes. again which is really cool for him of course yeah and I agree with you like Luton they if they stay up it's because it's also partly because of the hype you know first year back or well, first yeah, year definitely. ever in the prem and and sort of that excitement will carry them but I think the second season syndrome will hit them hard also when injuries start creeping in as you they always do maybe losing one or two of their best players Barkley's definitely recommending himself to a, to a club who can offer him a bigger salary next season so yeah if they manage to stay up I'm they're definitely my first candidate almost regardless of who comes up comes up and it, by the looks of it there's teams with financial firepower who are coming up with the likes of of Leicester yeah. maybe maybe Leeds as well and and uh, yeah so it, I don't know I don't know if they can do it but you're right like the, the lack of quality will will eventually pay its dividends either the end of this season or the end of next for sure we shall see a uh, quick word about Arsenal because the pre uh, the pre-exam uh, phase for you coincided with a very difficult run of form for Arsenal. They now managed to win again uh, last uh, this week, actually two days ago. Um, what are your thoughts on on how it's going there? Mixed. I mean, I I would I have I could speak a uh, half an hour about my thoughts, but I think in summary, we're just lacking that bit of like killer instinct i think the the process possession is great i think sometimes it could be a bit more faster we can play the ball a bit more faster around um yeah and i don't think i, th- I think we have to take a break now in like five minutes oh, ten, oh sorry i saw it wrong no sorry no and i think the you know there's a bit too much i don't know uh, to say it like too much emphasis on trying to pass the ball into the net like honest just like to have to to be in front of the goal with no keeper and just slot it in like we, we're just taking it's it sounds obvious but we're just taking not enough shots like but uh yeah we, i mean it was it was a tough away game a place where we struggled a lot and it was just to get the result. And I fear a bit because of the, the fluidity is still not as good as I want it to be. Like you can clearly see there's just sometimes just played a bit quicker, played a bit, um, have a bit more courage in the final third. Like not always play the safe option. Pr- try tried some, I don't know, a p- pass through the a sharp pass in, in the space. I guess it's always a bit... It's a bit predict. We came a, a bit predictable, you know, and that's that's what I fear. I mean, we had a good spell early December where we played. I think where we lost to Aston Villa. I think probably the best performance of the season. Um, and we we won against Brighton and we played very well at Anfield. I was very happy with those kind of games, and then I thought, okay, now we we're building again. This sort of fluidity, but then then 
against West Ham and Fulham, it was a step back in a way. So, yeah, we will see. I mean, uh, Liverpool next. Uh, after that, we can uh, have a bit of a better picture about it or say a bit more about Arsenal because that performance, I think, is very important. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I keep coming back to... It's a bit of my own opinion bias because I've said this even in summer. We we spoke about this extensively about how much they'll miss Granite Jacker and Thomas Party still being out is, is still very is very expensive for Arsenal. Um, I just it looking in, you know, it just looks like a team with a very clear idea of how they want to play and what they want to do. And despite the manager being there for four years now, it's still a very inexperienced team in a sense. You know, there's there's in that starting eleven, there's in the front six position, arguably, there's no player above the age of twenty six or twenty seven. I don't even know these specific ages, but you know, there's no jacket, there's no party, there's no experienced striker maybe to come in, not even like a, a winger, the type of Willian, you know, who could on a rainy, soggy day smash one in top bins and just kind of take the shot and not make things more complicated. And I think that's starting to show now just a bit of and I think it's what you're saying. It's it's they're overcomplicating things because they want to, you know, sign up to the, yeah, to the to the way of playing so much. So it's, it's yeah, it's a bit of a a conundrum there. And and as as good as they are individually, and as as exciting the prospects are, you're meant to be in a title race, you know. So and I, no one right now seems to be fancying Arsenal very yeah, very honestly. No, uh, but I don't think. In a way, like Thomas Partey, I think, was our second best player last season. Yeah. I think people do forget that how big, and I, I cannot more emphasis on that, the way we play with him is a complete different style. Because, I mean, I, I, I sort of, I, I have this, I put people like in a category, in a way, and they either they get it or they don't get it in a way. like how to play and how to play the right pass and play directly and know already where the where the the where my colleague is you know and party was very good at that like not messing around too long playing the ball in a very good space between the lines he it's experience isn't it it's, it's just he's just good. got that football brain now he's played the and, game and, for so and long. he could and he could also when he wants he could take on a player and i have to say rice i love him but offensively He's not at the level of Thomas Partey. And that that they will develop, you know. Thomas Partey had, I think, four years with, with Arteta. You know, it's very clearly that Arteta has, has shown him the ropes in a way. And to be honest, Havertz and Rice, they don't get it yet. They just don't. And if you have two players in there who don't get it in the midfield, then it's just not going to work on day one. But I'm confident that like Shaka, like Party, when they play to I mean, Chaka and Party play together for three years. I don't forget, don't forget that. That it will come because he showed it before. And Hovers and Rice have the ability to learn that. So yeah, I'm uh, as long as Arteta is here and he has time and we don't rush, I think we can build something very, very special. But at the moment you have to say that City and Liverpool are just better. They're just better. And they have better players. And they and they have players who can win titles, you know. 
We don't have, I love Bukaya Saka, but we don't have Mo Salah. We don't have Haaland. We don't have De Bruyne. We don't have Virgil van Dijk. We don't have Alisson. We don't have Ederson. We don't have this kind of difference. Even a Kyle Walker, for example, is so important for me. We don't have this established Premier League greats who can carry us. And for me, we're still we're still in progress. You know, we're we're not we're not the finished article. You know, and they are, and we're not. So it may sound harsh for Arsenal fans, but I don't think it's going to happen this year. But I'm patient as long as I see something, and I see, I think I've seen enough in the past and especially last year to warrant that we can go again. Fair enough. And at the same time, obviously, we need to just give a quick word to to Kevin De Bruyne and his return and, and how yeah. fucking strong Man City look right now. I mean, what the hell? They're so good. They're so they're so nice to watch. They're just oh, I love it. I honestly love watching my I, I'm hands down a United fan still and, and as much as I joke, you know, I can't not I can't unlove the club as it's much perfect, as I'm really it, trying. It's like it, but they're just so good. It, it, it it's perfect. I mean, the way yeah. they play, it is perfect, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And but I, I, I have to say, I prefer how Liverpool plays, and I prefer how we played last year. Like, it's, I think the way Man City play is in a way also defensive because they, they don't, they don't take a lot of risks, and it's not yeah. really fa- fast. It's very measured. Yeah, and it's very patient yeah but the thing it's just efficient is what it is you know yeah, and, yeah. and you want but, yeah. and as a liverpool and uh, i want a bit some, more yeah. i know a chaos. bit more like electric you know yeah a bit more chaos a bit especially more... especially at anfield you know i think the yeah. way, that's probably i would say my favorite style and how we played last year i mean with the, the quickness of, of the play and the, the risk and the reward that is a bit more but of course you cannot deny it it's 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 very successful arteta yeah. Yeah, once said that, that he thinks pep is the the most defensive-minded coach he met because he's very measured and he doesn't... Because if you have the ball, you're not going to concede. Yeah. So take very good care of that ball and don't do any risks. I think that's... I think it's very interesting, you know. It's a fascinating insight, yeah. Defensively, just because you keep the ball all the time. It's it's something in there. And at the same time, just massive, massive shout-out to Kevin De Bruyne and just how good he is. Yeah, okay, let's he's relax out, now. He's out, he's out for five months and you're thinking, how good was yeah. he really? And then he comes back and he's like, oh, that's how good he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember now. The finish as well. I mean, uh, the way he just guided uh, that in. I don't think uh, any any other player in the world finishes a chance no. like that in that fashion. Yeah, he must have just sort of blasted that. Yeah. But he was just passing it into yeah. the net with the side foot and he opens up his body. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's 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 next next level. Let's take a break. We are back to discuss last night's game, which was very entertaining, to be fair. Manchester United beat Wolves three goals to four. Um, For 60 minutes, 70 minutes, Man United were very, very strong. They came out of the blocks, all guns blazing. Rashford and Hoyland with a tap-in scored two very deserved goals. Very good goals, especially Rashford's goal was very, very well taken. 
Um, they dominated. They should have scored at least four goals. I think there's there's no debate there. Everyone kind of agreed this game should be done and dusted. They failed to do so. And sure enough, Wolves came back in through a very soft penalty given, given away by Casemiro. Then Scott McTominay scored off a corner only for United to again mess it up, allowing Wolves... I can't really say Wolves scored. United allowed them to score two goals, making it 3-3 in added time before Kobe Maynou struck in the 96th minute with a fantastic a fantastic goal. Uh, United win. Um, they still have a negative goal difference. We are 22 game weeks into the season. United are sat 7th with a goal difference of negative of minus four. First of all, let's start with the positives. United are getting players back. Focusing on the first 60, 70 minutes yesterday, did you see a difference in, or did you see what difference the returns of Casemiro, Lautaro, Martinez, and maybe Luke Shaw as well make to the to this team? Yeah. I think they bring a lot of stability and they, what I think impressed me most what the difference was is how they take care of the ball you know it's very important to take they need to take care of the ball much better if they want to dominate teams and yeah it's, I think and uh, Martinez he's very good on the ball Luke Shaw is very good on the ball Casemiro is very good on the ball so yeah I that that's the biggest the biggest like change I saw and yeah and they created some good stuff they created very good stuff um, especially down that left-hand side, they were very dangerous. Rashford was was on it, and yeah, I was impressed. And um, then after seventy minutes, uh, yeah, they've Wolves got the penalty, and then you know how it is. Like you get the second, the first goal, and then the stadium is back, and then the you're uh, you're hyped as well. Again, and then. Then they just defended poorly and a bit chaotic as well. So that's definitely a part I would they need to cut out quickly. But I if I would be a United fan, I would be very I would be a bit more positive, like going for the next game, because you can see something again, which you couldn't see hmm. a lot this season. Like especially like the, the desire and then the bit of the you know the how you say it, the joy. You know to play football, express expressing that joy. That was uh, that was not nice to see. I would say, but it was, it was nice to see from a Man United point of view. I yeah, so I, I, I agree with you. For the first oh, 60, 70 minutes, as I said, I was I was very impressed, and and you could you could see. You mentioned this a, a, a few times in the past that you know the spine the. The last year it was De Gea. This year it's Onana, Lisandro Martinez, Varane, Casemiro, Bruno Fernandez, all the way up to to Rashford. And and if those sort of five six players are playing a and b playing well, then you have a very competitive team. You know, a team that can that can compete for the for the top four at the very least. You know, and that is this was the first time this this spine have all played together now in the whole season. In fact, yeah, and that showed. Yeah. You know that yeah. showed. I'm not comparing them to to Man City by any means, but if I said this again, I've said this before. If they don't have the likes of, 
Edison in gold and Diaz, then Rodri, then I don't know, Bernardo Silva, KDB, maybe and Haaland. They they're a different side. And this is the same for Man United. It's the same for many teams. You know, the, the spine needs to be there. And and when the spine is back, it, it does look better. At the same time, though, I think this was a perfect example of what's going wrong at United. You know, the second, there was always that looming feeling, as there is with these games, you know, 2-0 away from home. They always say 2-0 is a dangerous lead. And you always got the sense that if if something falls, something spills from a set play, something just kind of, you know, goes wrong off the post in the back of the goalkeeper and, and Wolves find a way back in, they wouldn't be able to hold on. And sure enough, it was the case. And it wasn't just the case once, it was the case twice. You know, that the 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 two one falls, and as you said, the stadium was there. And then actually for for once, immediately United managed to strike again and, and score the three one, which in all honesty should be the end of it. That should just be game over, lights out. If you score three one, seventy fifth minute, it, it there's no way you're allowing any team, like whether it's Liverpool, whether it's Arsenal, whether it's Wolverhampton Wanderers, you don't it's just game over, right? You need to manage the game. But the, yeah. the state of the of the squad, you had to take off Casemiro and, and Lisandro towards the end, which of course makes a difference. Um, but still, the state of the squad means that they can concede again. And they not only can they concede again, they can concede twice again, concede the, the, the equalizer again. And then again, very symptomatic, the only real bright spark is is the youngster who came through the academy, 18 years old, Kobe Mainu, who I've had a very keen eye on, and he just oozes class, that guy. I mean, he plays... I saw a tweet the other night saying, Kobe Mainu is what you get when they want a college graduate with 14 years of experience. <laughs> and he... he play, and I was obviously... It was, it was meant as a joke, but I kind of see where they're coming from because he plays with a certain maturity about himself and and just kind of his game intelligence is is something i haven't seen in many 18 year olds um and i've got i've got very high expectations for him i think he could be a great player for 15 years if not more share with me your yeah. thoughts on him and, and yeah i you, you took out the what my english is collapsing again <laughs> the words out of my mouth mm -hmm. yeah I, I want to actually say this exactly the same thing it's very rare like i think his first game was at everton I'm not yeah, sure. I believe so. And I thought that it's very rare for a young player when he comes from the academy. Like, like normally, and rightly so, they play a bit more like a bit more flary, you know, they take on maybe someone and he, he didn't do any of that. He just passed it and he just played always the right pass and he won his duels and just did his job basically. And he was very mature and even the, the the like once when it when it needs maybe a little bit of a drop of the shoulder he did that. I think it's very very rare that you see that from such a young player, and exactly Us's class. And then he did something at Wolves where he thought, okay, I have the things in my own hand now. And then he drop of the shoulder, not make, and the way he passed that into the net. I mean, most players and. I think I was playing, I was doing um, yesterday or two days ago, I was playing some football and I, I was in the same kind of position. I just blasted it, you know, and it doesn't need that, you know, it just needs a pass in the net and the way he, he bent that in, it, 
very i'm very very jealous of that boy and i would love to have him at a at the, at some other club just not united um yeah very impressed very cool player yeah he's he's been a, a joy to watch a, a bright spark in a in a very dark season mm-hmm I was thinking this yesterday, or right? I was writing up the notes for this podcast. And <sighs> where can United finish? What what is there's a, there's like in the league you're not going to compete if you're very lucky and one of the top four collapse. Aston Villa, um, you can maybe push for Champions League football next season. Personally, I don't see that happening. I don't think there's enough there to build on. Is a sizable gap now anyway between the the teams. What do you think? Where can United finish? I wouldn't say top four is 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 over. I wouldn't say that. Currently eight points it, to yeah, top four. Eight points is nothing, man. I mean, it's nothing. I mean, honestly, it, it can go so fast. It can go so fast. And if you if you can't keep the players fit, I think that's the the key to every squad in the Premier League. If you can. If you can have this spine, which you said, I think United can do it. And I think if they can create that stability, which they had last year for for a good amount, I would say a good period. And Rashford is banging again. And Hoyland has... has was the goal uh, given to him? Actually, Yes. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was given to him. If he can take on some form. The one problem is, I think, Anthony Garnacho. They're just not, they're just, they missed something, you know what I mean? Like that, 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 that last bit of class and to take on a player and to like, they don't create enough for me, I have to say. Yeah, I mean, with Anthony, uh, he's been topic of discussion a plenty in this, yeah. this pod and off it as well. Yeah. And and I, I'm, I've changed my mind, well, not changed my mind, I've just, I've, I've seen a very different Anthony to, to last season in, in many yeah. senses. He's he's completely he's so poor. I mean yeah. horrendous, horrendous displays this season. With Garnacho yeah, with Garnacho, yeah. I'm a bit more lenient. Garnacho was born in two thousand and four. Yeah. You know, the land's nineteen. Yeah. And definitely. you're gonna expect inconsistencies from him. You're absolutely definitely. I mean, even even a player like Doku, you know, has inconsistencies, especially in that position and the wing where decision making is so important. He yeah. has a, a certain amount of explosiveness. I think he's from what I can see on the pitch, he's got the mentality, he he's gritty, he fights, he he's engaging. Decision making is not quite there yet. Yeah. But those are things yeah. that are learnable. You know, and at his age, I'm still quite confident he will learn them. And of course, you can't build a title winning or even a top four um, pushing team around a 19 year old and, and Hoyland's only 20 as well. So that, you know, they're, they're similar to Arsenal. They're way too young to be kind of compared to to established professionals. And and for, for that reason and that reason alone, I'm kind of looking at Marcus Rashford to to pull his weight and and you know obviously he he's had his he's had his issues this week and he's not really been pulling his weight but if he performs like he did yesterday at wolves then him and i we can be friends again uh-huh. yeah no i didn't want to like bash garnach in any way i just like specific this season uh, you asked me so that's why yeah i only said that. no of course yeah no i agree with you he's not yeah. ready yeah he's not he's not he's not 
if as yeah, how we said, like Rashford needs to needs to carry a bit more of the of the of the burden. But if you want to to ask like the the final position of Manchester United, I would say probably sixth or seventh at the moment. If 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 Aston Villa and 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 Tottenham keep performing, they do. I don't see them chasing them. Yeah, I agree. The only thing that might speak for United in United's favour is is the fact that they don't have Europe, whereas um, Aston Villa do. And Aston mm. Villa might be distracted because they could actually go on and win the, the Conference League if they yeah. if they have a bit of a, of a good run and, and apply themselves. Random question. Yo. Do you think if when, when Spurs get all their players fit, you think you can they can they can challenge no chance year. no 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 chance why not a mental not? thing uh, a mental thing that we saw very briefly when they were top of the league in in autumn um but what, absolute... what 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 is missing for you uh, for me the, the biggest thing again is is the mentality if you 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 mentioned earlier that arsenal don't have the players who know how to win titles spurs have zero players who know how to win titles like zero i don't trust any one of them to step up in a clutch moment like even Hyun Min Song, like hands down, I don't trust them to let you know. Picture the scene: game week thirty six, away game to I don't know Luton even. Yeah. You know they they've already played Luton away, but still. Yeah. And and you need to find the gritty equalizer because they you've gone one nil down from a set play early on, and it's nervy and it's anxious, and you don't. I don't trust any of them to not collapse. Um, but but they've been they've been impressive on the pitch. Like... No doubt, no doubt whatsoever. Uh, I think similarly to sort of the Sancho at Dortmund situation, you know, mm-hmm. bit less pressure to succeed, bit less pressure to win. I think it's great for them to push for top four. It's kind of like a, an achievable but still highly put goal. They can chase that. Doesn't matter if they lose the odd away game against Crystal Palace or they you know don't get all three points at home to United. That's all fine. Um, Where do then, you see the weak weaknesses on the pitch at, apart from the mentality? Oh, it's very difficult to say. I think they're one of the they they play one of the most complete football. It's 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 the closest thing I've seen to Klopp's Liverpool in a good mix wow. of of build up chaos counter pressing, um, the inverted fullbacks which work so so well. Uh, now they got they got players up top who are starting to like really hit their stride. Richarlison is now starting to to find some form and and he's becoming a menace. So very few weaknesses that I can see in terms of their their setup and their play. Like genuinely, high I'm line, very maybe. impressed. High line, but even I mean, you know, even a high line is is look at Aston Villa. You know, like it's it's still uh-huh. very hard to to beat even if you if you know what the opponent's going to do. Do you see any weaknesses? Yeah, because we we had a long discussion with my friends about about Tottenham and because like we, when we would do a team of the season now, like probably a lot of t- Tottenham players would feature, you know, and I think it it's because of the the way they play and the the offensive style in a way, like because the fullbacks are going forward, they're scoring goals and creating assists. And I, I didn't find a weakness. <laughs> I didn't find one, to be honest. Like, uh, and that's why I just ask myself, if they can't get their players fit. Oh my god, I, I don't want to talk about this, but I just, I just, I just, I don't know. 
maybe because I mean you just have to maybe analyze from where they concede their goals and mostly it's counter attacks and set pieces so yeah maybe that's one but uh, yeah I'm, I'm looking for weaknesses please please uh, anyone out there if you find something I need to sleep again <laughs> weaknesses that when crunch time comes they fold like a yeah can't yeah but they're still they're still there yeah, they're okay. 30, yeah. 43 points, nice and sat in fifth. Yeah, you know, and, and if everyone ahead of them stumbles, I'm sure they'll manage to fuck up an easy home game against Bournemouth. Yeah, but they're three points off Austin City, so... Yeah. Yeah. They're, I don't... they're there, but... Yeah, I'm not... But uh, I, I love your, your, your mindset about this topic. And don't get me wrong, I love watching them. I'd much rather have Spurs succeed than Arsenal, but there's no way. <laughs> no, no way. Okay, why, my why friend... Not? This is because of people like you, Arsenal fans, who are fucking annoying. <laughs> anyway, my friend, this is all we have time Lovely. for. Thank you very much. We have returned. Let's uh, keep the, the pod ball rolling. Maybe actually we will get Toto back at some point in the near future. It would be Yeah, fun. maybe he will join now for for the for the the end. For the post the the yeah. post pod. Oh, you have to say your your uh, transfer this week. I think we have to even though we're not doing the FPL episodes anymore, like just say the transfer for the for the for the weekend. I'm doing Saka uh Saka out De Bruyne in and yeah. probably Ollie Watkins out Erling Haaland in. Nah. You? I'm I'm uh, I have two transfers as well but I'm I'm not putting Haaland in this week. I'm just going I'm going a bit a uh, bit more risk and I'm I'm gonna put out, I think, um, Leon Bailey for De Bruyne. Oh, you've yeah. got the funds. I got the funds. I got the nice. Funds. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, well, ciao for you now. You want to say who who who's no. top in the group? In the, in the I keep trying group. to finish the pod, and you keep going on. You just want to say who is top of the group? Well, of course it's FL. you, but we've also okay. like advertised you yeah. as one of the top twenty k players. So like, <laughs> I just want that. But consistency is, is is key, you know. Do you see? Do you know? Do you know how well I'm doing? Right after a year off, I'm I'm fucking second. Yeah, like still like eighty points behind me. I don't so. care. I'm sec. I'm the second <laughs> bet. Like there's there was never my goal was never to to like reach you. My goal was to like compete. <laughs> Top four was like the ideal target next season maybe we uh, can talk yeah it, it's a stepping 100%. stone it's a hundred percent no no no. i've got to be realistic here no no, no. i'm so proud it's a process of it's a process i'm doing no, you're doing so well, well you're doing well season. jesus you're doing christ well. no i'm almost actually i think compared to my own standards my season is better than your season because you were better last year yeah i was better last year but i'm so, having a really good uh, run of form yeah you're you're on fire I, right now i'm on fire right now so yeah anyway <laughs> I'm ending it now. Thank you very much for listening. Thank no, you no, for no, joining no. on one. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>